Good morning, everyone. It is a beautiful day. Showing a little too much neck here. Button her up a little bit. Well, I don't know. Let's see. Ah, maybe we'll leave it wide open. Um, good morning to you, too. 10 below 99. Thanks for saying hi. Thanks for tuning in. It is a beautiful morning here in Largo, Florida. Looks like the camera's a little humidityed up. We'll fix that. Um, we cooled off a little bit. Rain yesterday. It's it's. I'd say it's like in the mid 70s with a nice breeze. It is absolutely gorgeous here. So, um, I was on a really interesting podcast uh, with Quantum Health TV or the Quantum Biology Collective with Meredith Oak. Uh, there's a link in the description, and and will be in the comments eventually. Uh, we post, I've reposted it, embedded the podcast on our blog and, and wrote a, a summary of it for you. You can check it out, really get into like HRV and my views on recovery and my views on why most people fail. And it kind of, it kind of goes in with today's topic, which is unleashing your motivation. Good morning, Michelle. It was, uh, it was really great to, uh, to meet you and your daughter or no, I didn't, no, it wasn't you. That's, that's another Michelle. Sorry. Um, I believe, but good morning to you anyways. We actually met somebody um, this past weekend that uh, watches the show all the time. So I get confused. Happens a lot. But that being said, this whole um, motivation, like I lack the motivation, uh, it's a really interesting topic. And actually one of the most um, one of the most viewed shorts on my YouTube channel is one where it says how to, you know, how to increase your motivation. And basically my answer is it's like literally five seconds, improve your health. And of course this drove people absolutely nuts in the comments. I, I shared a link in the description and you can basically see, um, you can basically see uh, these people going nuts uh, about it. Right. Um, and, and there's something that people really, really don't understand. Um, there's a big difference between training for health and training for performance, right? And when you're training for health, you all probably nearly need really to challenge yourself. I'd say 20 to 30% of the time, right? But you want to make sure you're fit enough to handle that challenge. So your body can actually adapt. We actually get into this in the podcast with, with Meredith and in the past, we built the resilience to handle intensity through our everyday lives. I mean, I played outside for eight to 10 hours a day when I was growing up. Winter, summer, it didn't matter. I was outside from the day, the minute the sun came up to the minute the sun came down. And in Northern Canada, the sun don't go down <laughs> until very, very late. So we spent a lot of time outside riding bikes, playing. Guess what happens when I went to two days for football or wrestling camp? It wasn't that big a deal because I was moving all the time. You got kids today, they don't do any low-level activity. People today sit in a desk all the time. They're sitting in an air-conditioned office. They don't have those low-level stressors to build the foundation that intensity allows the intensity to work and allows you to adapt to the intensity. And so what takes more motivation, going to the gym and training or going to bed early and turning your phone off? or pushing the plate away, or not eating those potato chips, or not eating that ice cream, 
or not drinking that alcohol or putting boundaries up in your life where you people that stress you out that are causing you a massive amount of stress you say i'm sorry but if you're going to behave this way you're just not going to be part of my life i love you but you know if you continue to act this way and i've had to do that with some family members i've had to do that with some friends and i'm sure i've had that done to me a few times you know where i was causing more stress than i provided value and i'm sure there are people in my past because i was a i was an asshat at times um i'm sure you know that takes discipline that takes being in a healthy place that comes from being healthy having the ability to self-regulate to have self-control when you're exhausted you're tired you're not in a good place one you're not going to have the self-control to do the things that are going to make you feel good so you can go to the gym and train and a lot of this comes from just me observing people most of my clients were people that were doing spinning classes running marathons or they trained and they're just they would come to me and they're like i don't have any motivation i don't know what to do and somebody told me to come to you right and you would look at their lifestyle and their lifestyle was just a flaming dumpster fire of stress and crappy food and it was no wonder they didn't have the motivation to train and so they would go from trainer to trainer looking for a trainer who would be a cheerleader um, and I'm not saying I wouldn't be encouraging or, or provide people with encouragement, but my gym environment was more of a teaching environment, right? And even in training, like I fell into this loop too, like having great training partners was really important. I mean, I, I was very lucky. I, I've been, I've been on both sides of the extreme. I've been on the, I've had to work on my health side and I've been on the, like, let's push performance, even though we kill ourselves side, which is, you know, I you know, trained some at Westside Barbell with guys like Jim Windler and Chuck Vogelpool and, trained with Donnie Thompson. I've trained with, you know, you name it, like Mike Ruggieria, um, you know, some of the strongest guys in the world I've competed against, trained with, you know, I used to go to Westside on a regular basis. I remember Jim Windler telling me a story when he was, he moved up to Columbus and was training at Westside and he was pushing really hard and he tweaked his back and he quit for the day and Louis, Louis Simmons just chewed him out absolutely chewed him but jim was like you know what i know my limits i know what i need to do i'm not going to succumb to this pressure and so there's advantages to being at a place like west side where you get driven to places where you might not go on your own but there's also disadvantages because you might overreach and hurt yourself there's a lot of guys got hurt there trying to keep up with everyone else and jim understood that he needed to step back he stepped back i think he, he was able to squat a, a thousand pounds a couple months later and Louie actually pulled him aside later and said, hey, man, you know, I know I gave you crap about this, but you actually made the right call. You know, he's like, you were smart enough to stop, you know, so um, there's a time and place for everything. And, and the thing, the trap I fell into, I would basically get so, and Chad Wesley Smith talks about this. Chad is an incredible powerlifter. He's coached juggernaut training systems he's coached you know hundreds and hundreds of lifters especially women he's got extremely highly successful women that he's guided and one of the things that chad talked we had a good conversation about one time was like you don't want to get so revved up in the gym that when you go to competition you can't get revved up he's like i might have a cup of coffee before i train but he's like i'm not like i used to get like really revved up in training and you want to save that for when when it's competition time. You don't want to be doing that all the time. 
because a lot of times I would get to the meet and I just couldn't, I couldn't go that level. Cause I'd already, I'd already basically busted it in, in, uh, in training. And, and that West side, that's, that's one of the, the things that if you get too carried away with the West side conjugate method, where you're always max efforting, um, and you're chasing these max effort numbers, you have a massive amount of exertion and yeah, you rotate the exercises, um, to, to, to kind of beat burnout. And there's some truth to that, but I was so worried about getting as raw physically strong as I could. That I neglected a lot of the technical work when I was competing. And fortunately, one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't compete in raw powerlifting. Uh, quit powerlifting was like the rage. And there's a lot of, lot goes into lifting with equipment technique wise. Um, you have to learn how to work with the equipment. And that's something I didn't spend enough time doing. And it, it really limited my success. So if I could go back and do it over again, even though it wasn't popular at the time, I would have competed raw because I'm, I'm a much better raw lifter. And then a lot of the, a lot of the style, the West side style, the really wide, wide, wide squat, you know, is basically designed one to lift as much as possible and two to go as shallow as possible on the squat, because that's the way they called it. That just doesn't do well with my structure. I squat much better with a narrower stance, more of a quad dominant squatty squat than the the wide Chuck Vogelpool squat, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not not for me. And and when you get caught up in these in these uh, dogmas, whether it's carnivore keto, um, veganism, um, you you kind of get rushed. You know, I was a young guy, very impressionable you kind of rush along with the crowd. And then over time, you're like, maybe this isn't the best thing for me. Like, what's the best thing for me, right? So you got to look at all the information and then pick and choose what you need. And I see most people in today's modern world that I deal with are really stressed out. They don't have good lifestyle habits. They have a horrible general uh, level physical preparedness. Louis Simmons used to say all the time, now, this is one of the most hardcore guys ever. You got to get in shape to train. It was like, yeah, you got to get in shape to train. That's the way Louis would talk. But he was absolutely right. He would have people drag the sled. Like a lot of the MMA guys he he worked with would, would do tons of sled dragging. They do medicine ball circuits. They do calisthenics. You got to have that base level of preparedness if you want to push and get a positive adaptation from performance. And most people, because they sit in a desk all day do not have the reserves of the capacity to handle hard training. And they aren't willing to put the time in to invest in that. And it doesn't take much. If you're just trying to be healthy and look good and feel good, it's a matter of going for a walk three times a day for 10 minutes. And then a matter of doing some simple mini circuits. You know, if you look on my YouTube channel, you, you search Jim Laird mini circuits, there'll be some, a couple examples of that. We have some of that in my strength training course on the fundamentals of wellness. Um, doing a mini circuit every day, once or twice a day, and then, you know, lifting two or three days a week. That's, that's pretty much the formula for what I've seen work for the most number of people over a long period of time. And most people, when they first start lifting, they don't spend enough time preparing the body to lift. They jump way too fast into the actual lifting. Really, when you first start some circuits, some pushing and dragging sleds, some carries, some explosive medicine ball throws, you know, working on different patterns, and that's going to make a change in the beginning. And then you load from there and then you can change and adapt. But most people jump in like, you know, they're, they're going from like 
Tampa to like, you know, they're starting in Tampa or they want to go to Los Angeles. I don't know why you'd want to go to Los Angeles. Let's pick somewhere else a lot better. They're going to Glacier National Park, which is still a good place to go to. I love Glacier, one of my favorite places. And they're in Tampa and they, they try to start in Wyoming. You, you can't do that. You got to start in Tampa. And so most people skip all the stuff they need to do in the beginning, which will make them better, but allow them to go to the next level. Most people skip a step and then they they don't have any ceiling anywhere to go. So you've got to basically be cognitive of that. And um, the self-care part, people just they get caught up in life and they just basically uh, overlook that. And then as they get more fatigued, as their sleep suffers, you know, as their nutritional status goes down, it gets harder and harder to draw boundaries with relationships. It gets harder to draw boundaries with food. It gets harder to uh, have the discipline to get in bed at night. You start losing discipline under fatigue. Um, and that, and that, that it just makes it harder. And there's guys that can, like Jocko can, you know, no matter what situation he's in, he's trained himself to be disciplined. It's, this is just what he does regardless of how he feels. And I'm not saying every time you go to the gym, you have to train like a maniac or feel amazing. A lot of times I go to the gym, you can ask Dr. Stillman, we'll be like, yeah, we've had a really rough week. You know, we you know, either Dr. Stillman had an international flight or whatever. We're just going to kind of go through the motions today. We're just going to warm up. We're going to do some things. But a lot of times I felt really cruddy and I go to the gym, I warm up, I feel good. I'm like, oh, okay, let's train. But a lot of times we'll just warm up and then we'll actually feel better um, when we leave than when we came in. And that's great because the next time we come in and train, we can push a little harder. But a lot of people don't even don't even uh, adhere to that. When I was younger, I, I, I admit that I fell into that. I would take stimulants. And that's a trap you don't want to fall into because you're borrowing energy, to quote the great Lee Haney. You're essentially borrowing energy from the future, right? And you start taking the stimulants, and then you don't sleep real well. And then you take more stimulants, and you don't sleep real well. And it turns into this great cascade of just digging a hole, and one day you just crash and burn. So you definitely don't want to fall into the stimulant trap, um, even though it feels great. I'm not saying don't ever use them. There's a time to use them, but you want to use them strategically from time to time and you don't want to become reliant on them. You want to become reliant on sleep and nutrition and self-care. That's the base foundation for having the motivation to train and having the motivation to live the lifestyle that's going to help you actually recover from the training and will actually allow you to handle hard training. Anyone have any questions? Really appreciate you guys tuning in. Let's see, we've got a few people watching this morning. There's a few things in the description. Um, you can check out what Dr. Stillman and I learned about running 60 people through a thyroid um, course. It's pretty, pretty, pretty awesome, pretty crazy results. There's a whole video on that. And then we're also doing our thyroid, uh, our thyroid uh, course at the end of the month. Of course, you can use discount code gym all caps for that or stillman all caps to get 10% off if you want to join us on that in this that course can't even talk um, we are going to be only taking 30 people through that course and once you sign up for the course there will be a medical offer and of course if you want to check out our fundamentals and wellness course the course itself if you go to stillmanwellness.com in the upper right corner it'll say you know courses and if you click on the courses it'll take you to the fundamentals of wellness 
If you enter the code 50 in all caps, you will get 50% off the Fundamentals of Wellness. Once you're in there, you can check it out. You can see what it's all about. Dr. Stillman and I go through all of the things that we've seen people lacking. The reason we created that course is I remember when I first started working with Dr. Stillman, he, he looked at me and he says, how long have you been doing this for? I said, oh, you know, about 25 years. He goes, I, I'm just, it's amazing. I'm literally talking about the same things, regardless of whether the client, what the client has disease wise. I mean, obviously there's, or issue wise, obviously there's some nuances and maybe supplementation or or troubleshooting but for the most part you know he was talking to people about these fundamental habits over and over and over again and he's like does it ever change and i'm like it's the same as a coach like i'm watching a lot of the same things over and over again and the client actually gets bored um uh right away we're, we're talking about that right now um 10 below what we're gonna do is we're basically going to be giving you access to the fundamentals of wellness with coaching. I don't want to quote exactly how it's going to work, but you're going to have access to that. So you can basically log in when I do the Q and A's on the fundamentals of wellness course with coaching, you'll be able to look at the course as I update it. And I'm building the course based on the questions I get and the needs that I have in the fundamentals of wellness course plus coaching, because I, I don't want to create like there's so many different routes this could go. I don't want to create a like a cookie cutter cutter course that's just very vague in general. I want to create a course that's going to help the most amount of people. And then I'm going to do when people ask me a question, I am going to do a video that answers it in the best detail possible for them. And then other people can watch it and learn from it. But that should be happening here really quickly. Um, but if you if you are in an annual plan right now, um, 10 below. Um, you can zip me an email or message me on practice better if you have a specific question and I'd be more than happy to, to answer that for you. But, um, but yeah, you can get 50% off. I, I struggle with getting enough sleep at night. Thank you for stressing this. You're welcome. I'll tell you this. Most people struggle with sleep at night. One, because they don't get outside in the morning. Okay. You need to get outside around sunrise, get that bright light in your eyes. You are very welcome, uh, 10 below. Um, most people struggle with sleep because they don't get outside in the morning. They don't get that light and they don't get light throughout the day. They're inside, you know, baking under fake lights all day and their circadian rhythm is wrecked. They don't have a good nighttime routine. They're usually on the screen. So you need to put blue blockers on when the sun goes down. You need to get the overhead lights off. We either will put the microwave light on, like if we have to like cook or something, we'll have like lower lights that we don't, that aren't above us. We'll put like a micro, you know, and I think we changed that bulb out to like a, a, a different kind of bulb. Um, you got to have a nighttime routine. I like to do, I round over stability ball before, before, if you look on my Instagram, you'll scroll down, you'll see me rounding over stability ball and breathing. Um, I do like a meditation breathing drill. I get the phone off generally around 8 30, 9 o'clock. And um, that's kind of my routine. And then a lot of people don't eat enough protein. You, the, 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 a lot of the chemicals, neurotransmitters that you need to have a good night's sleep come from protein or made from protein. So a lot of people don't get enough protein, so they're not getting the resources they need to create those chemicals. Uh, a little bit of carbohydrates in the evening helps me relax, helps me uh, chill out. But you got to have a good nighttime routine. 
and you got to get outside more. Most people's circadian rhythms are, are busted uh, because they're just inside so much. And you'll find that, uh, and don't, don't train really hard at, in late at night. You know, if you have to train later in the evening, just make sure it's not as wound up. Try and try not to be training super hard, like after seven or eight o'clock. I know some people's schedules, um, and then go for a walk, you know, around as the sun's setting nice and relaxed. That, that really helps. Um, binaural beats helped me a lot too listening to binaural beats, listening to meditation apps. You know, there's a lot of meditations on Audible, on YouTube. You can download it so you can put your phone in airplane mode and listen to that guided meditation <clears throat> meditation before bed. Those are all things, uh, a cool or a, a warm shower, not cool, the cool will wake you up, but a warm shower before bed so that body temperature drops. <clears throat> Having a little bit colder room at night. I know if you're married or have a significant other, that might might, might, might be trouble. But a lot of it just comes down to having the discipline of having habits. And, you know, with Dr. Stillman and I, we share a place together. You know, the Internet usually goes off right at like 830. We have a timer. Boom. The Internet's off. We're done. And when I get into trouble is when I start looking at history videos or whatever else, you know, before bed and I get get engulfed in the phone. I know that I've gotten myself in trouble. If you have a bad night's sleep. Try not to like over caffeinate the next day to make up for it because that's going to make sleep even harder. You know, slow your roll the next day. If you can, you know, you get a really bad night's sleep, don't start reaching for the stimulants uh, because that's going to interfere with sleep as well. A supplement that I've used personally for years and years and years and I've had, you know, great success with, with dozens and dozens and dozens of clients over the years is a supplement called ZMA. It's zinc, magnesium, and B6. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it anywhere. You know, now Foods has one. True, true something. They're they're all decent, but that magnesium, B6, zinc combination. Some of them have um, some of them have L-theanine in it. That really helps you kind of chill out and relax. Dr. Kurt Parsley has a really good sleep supplement called Sleep Cocktail or Sleep Remedy or something along those lines. Um, I use that from time to time when I'm traveling for years, it's a great, and a lot of times too, you know, playing around with high dose melatonin. I know a lot of people don't like tell you not to take melatonin, but I found that when you're in a really bad rut, taking a big dose of melatonin every once in a while can help you kind of break out of that pattern and help you get into a better sleep pattern. I mean, you definitely don't want to be taking melatonin every night forever, but one or two nights, if you're really struggling to sleep. You know, taking a big whack of melatonin just to kind of break the pattern that you're stuck in will help as well. That's highly individual. I've heard, you know, James, do you recommend, do you advise taking naps during the day if you've had a bad night's sleep? I've heard both sides of the story. I've, I've heard yes. I've also, um, I had to, um, I've, I've had both sides of the story basically to um i've had both sides of the story i've heard sleep experts say don't take a nap because it'll mess your sleep up i've heard sleep experts say take a nap it's good for you i from my own kind of experience um from my own experience i've found that naps are helpful for me but they can't be more than 15 minutes and a lot of times i think the best thing to do is to do a meditation there's actually a really great meditation that's only like 
seven minutes long. It's called, it's by a guy named Roy Masters, who's a really interesting character. But he has a meditation called Be Still and Know, and it's on YouTube and it's free. That is one of my favorite meditations. It's basically he walks you through this little meditation where you basically feel the tingling in your fingers and you go and you, you view the finger, your fingers in your mind back and forth. It's really simple and it works. Thank you for clarifying that, Amy. Yes, it was it was great meeting you this past weekend and your daughter. So, um, but I, I found that if I do nap, it's no more than 15 minutes. And um, I found that a 15 minute nap will make me feel better, but it won't mess my sleep up that next night. So you kind of have to play around with it and see what works best for you. But I, I like doing meditations, mindful meditations or breathing drills, the aura ring. Um, I think you can do it in airplane mode still. You might not be able to, I can't remember, but the aura ring has a lot of great, um, well, I'm going to have to disagree with you. Uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you, Monique. Um, I've been taking zinc, magnesium, and B6 forever. Uh, Dr. Stillman actually really likes ZMA as well. Maybe we can talk about that when Dr. Stillman's back on here, but I'm going to have to politely just disagree. I've had hundreds of people take that combination and not have any issues. So I'll, uh, we'll, we'll uh, take note of this, and Dr. Stillman can address that when he gets back. He's uh, out for the day today. But thank you for, for uh, bringing that up. It'll be an interesting discussion. I always love, I, I have no problem with people disagreeing uh, because that leads to learning, that leads to discussion and doing it in a polite and uh, respectful manner is always the key. There's no need to get personal about things. So thank you for sharing your perspective on that. Um, but that's um, that's basically what I do when I'm when I'm struggling with my sleep is I, the phone is the big thing for me. When my sleep starts to go, it's because I'm distracting myself with YouTube shorts and YouTube videos. and uh, that's just something I have to have the self-discipline to uh, to stop. And I have to realize that I'm medi medicating myself with the phone. And so that means I need to uh, do some other things to medicate myself that are actually positive as opposed to, you know, going for a walk outside uh, and me medicating myself with things that are going to be a plus, not, not a minus. So 